0: What's a household chore that's painstaking for you? Doing your dishes, mowing? Well, how about piles of laundry greeting you for attention? Hello, everyone. Welcome to my show, Curry Up Startup Podcast, a podcast to spotlight Asian entrepreneurs and interesting people with innovative ideas. This is your host, Priyanka Komla. My guest for today's Curry Up Startup Podcast is passionate about changing the way consumers and cleaners look at clothing care. With her customer-centric approach, using technology as an enabler, and international expertise in leading strategic projects, she's poised to disrupt the industry. Meet Natasha Varma, CEO of Wandry. Welcome to my show, Natasha.
1: Thank you. Thank you for that gracious introduction.
0: (laughs) Natasha, it's been such a pleasure to connect with you and learn about the innovative idea of Wandry. So tell me a little bit more about how you're disrupting the clothing care industry and your journey so far?
1: As you know, I mean, I was a corporate professional, and so I spent years having to lug dry cleaning in and out of uh, the dry cleaner. It was always a task that was never done, never something I thought I would try to solve in any way. It was just a pain point I noticed as a consumer that wasn't being addressed as much as getting my groceries home or getting an Uber to go somewhere. And I always wondered, like, why can't, you know, why can't this be as easy as, you know, the other tasks that we take care of. This kind of brought about the the idea for Vaundry and we basically are a technology platform. So we orchestrate pickup and delivery for laundry and dry cleaning. Uh, On our end, we build the technology. uh, We do do the logistics, though we're currently in the midst of a, a pivot, which we can talk about. And we leverage existing capacity. And so this way, we're bringing consumers an experience that they really enjoy, and that makes it seamless for them, while you know, leveraging the expertise of the cleaning industry, which already has best practices for taking care of your garments.
0: That's pretty interesting. So walk us through the process. How does this work if I need to schedule, you know, clothing care with you guys? We
1: have an iPhone app and we have our web app. And so we, either through using our website or our pressing order on your iPhone, you would basically select a day that would be convenient for you. And we do all our pickups and deliveries between 7 and 10 p.m. at night, which is very preferred for a lot of our customers, because at the end of the day, like, that's when they can deal with this stuff, not, you know, while they're at work. And so there was a lot of thought into when this would work for the average consumer. Um, This also makes it easier for us to do our rounds, given the fact that we're in a big city and traffic and all of those issues. And so we can't we on your first order, you'd get a new bag from us that uh, would be, you know, has us unique code that is for that given customer we take your clothes away from you and then 48 hours later it's cleaned and comes back to you and delivered you get notified through the app and it's it's all paid for and so it's fairly seamless a lot of our customers are not even home when we come and go
0: this is such an awesome concept but it's based out of toronto in canada so do you have any idea of expanding your base uh, natasha anytime soon to us the u.s customers
1: First off, we do have competitors in the U.S. who are doing similar things, not exactly in the same way. And we have, the U.S. is obviously a huge market and would be very appealing for us. Um, Our initial roadmap was always to focus on the Canadian cities because we are the leading player in Canada in terms of offering technology in a space that's been largely, you know, removed from any kind of digital innovation. And so, we definitely want to expand, you know, in Montreal, Vancouver, some of the Canadian cities. Once we kind of get to those cities, we could also explore coming into the US East Coast most likely. Um, maybe even looking at tier 2 cities which don't have as much of the consumer technology company and presence that um, you know the New Yorks and the Bostons and the DC's have.
0: So I'm really curious Natasha, how did you coin the name Wandry?
1: It's pretty simple. I, it brings with our customers because when you say Vaundry, it's very obvious what the company does and I I think for us, it was always, we wanted one word that was obviously not a word of the English language, but something that was indicative of of what we do. And I think for us, laundry was kind of like a play on virtual laundry or valet laundry. And a lot of our customers picked up on that without us really getting into the logic behind it. And it was just something that Rung had um, very little attachment to it. So we could incorporate it and use it like, you know use the word freely. And I think... um, it's it stuck. And I think it's one of the one of the parts of our branding that people like they just like it because it's easy.
0: <laughs> yeah. And branding is such an interesting and important aspect for every entrepreneur, right? Because you shouldn't be trying to explain what you do. It's easier to reach to a wider customer base. So I'm just wondering, Natasha, now that you have laundry, what does laundry mean to you? Do you do your laundry or is it always laundry at your service?
1: been around for just over a year. And I think just as any kind of budding entrepreneur like it's always customers first and so of course we've tested and trialed the service very aggressively in the early days more as testing uh with with the you know full transparency that things may go wrong and it's our clothes will unfortunately be the ones that suffer from that but nothing did nothing that that happened on a day-to-day basis occasionally we do use it um i think We're still very aggressively focused on growing the business. And so using our resources to service us is not our priority. It's always our customers who come first. Uh, But of course, we, we, you know, we do support the business. And if we do place an order, you know, we use our personal credit cards, place an order and and make sure that we, you know, we treat the business um, as, you know, as fairly as we can.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, that's very important, especially as a startup, right? Customers need to trust you because... It might be your favorite clothes or things that they are very attached to, right? You never know the context behind uh, the clothes. Affordability is, is a key, right? If you want your customers to keep coming back as loyal consumers. Mm-hmm. How does affordability align with the vision of Wandry?
1: Because, you know, it's a service. At the end of the day, we like you mentioned, we take your clothes and we bring them back to you. So unlike most deliveries that we use, there is a huge aspect of trust that's really, really important for us. and you know, it it was a lot harder to gain in the early days as opposed to somewhat maybe getting groceries home. And I think for us also making sure that pricing is transparent and very clear and affordable. And I think all of us have had times when we've gone into the dry cleaner and like we're randomly assigned a number for a top that we have on the counter. And it feels like there's, it's just completely arbitrary. And I think for us that we felt could be streamlined on and, you know, kind of building onto affordability We're one of the first companies in North America to build subscription plans for this because it is a recurring service and it's cleaning, right? Like it's not like a product where you'll pay more for extra features or, you know, a special kind of I don't know, look, but this is just a service and so people just want their clothes clean. It doesn't really matter. There's not too many more variables that are of importance to them. And so for us, we keep our prices very transparent. We offer subscription pricing, so we our loyal customers are rewarded for using us on a repeat basis. Um, And as a pickup delivery company, it's always beneficial if when you're doing a drop off, you can get a pickup at the same time like that would be that is always an ideal scenario.
0: So how does it work once you pick up the laundry? Right. What are your back end operations? Walk us through how that works behind the scenes.
1: It's like two steps to a customer and it's probably over eight or nine steps for us. And I think this is where sometimes customers take for granted how hard running ops heavy businesses are and how at the end of the day, what they're paying is really not that much for the level of service uh, that they're getting. And so when clothes are picked up from our, our valets uh, and brought to, so we have a staging area, so we don't clean, but everything comes into uh, you know, into like a small warehouse that we have where everything is tagged and sorted and made sure that, you know, for dry cleaning, especially like most of our customers just give us things. They don't check what they're giving us. And so we have to make sure that everything's tagged properly. Um, we have done some innovation with smart tagging all our bags are QR coded and so we you know we make sure that um, everything's tagged properly and then after that it gets sent out the next morning to a plant to get clean normally it's a it's a 24 hour turnaround though you know um, we have a buffer for more because dry cleaning or things that are stained will always need more time and it's always you know, quality over speed in this kind of industry. And so once it's ready, once it's been cleaned, it's returned to us. We make sure all the quality checks are passed and that, you know, it's indeed ready to go back to the customer. And then it's normally like automatically scheduled for 48 hours from when it's picked up. But the customer has the choice to defer delivery if they want to. Um, And once that delivery is scheduled, those clothes go back to the customer and that's it.
0: That sounds so seamless, but I'm quite sure that a lot of bells and whistles To make that magic happen, I know it's a very intensive industry, but there's a lot of growth that's expected in this industry. What's the best feedback you've received so far from your customers? So
1: we've received like a lot of different positive feedback. I think for them, it's just that you know we give them time back, and I think we all know time is so invaluable. And I think just having our customers feel that they can trust us and that they have so many hours back in their week to spend with their kids or do things that are more meaningful and doing 10 loads of laundry or, you know, constantly running to dry cleaner to have your work shirts done. You know, at the end of the day, as a company, you know, we're, we're improving their quality of life and helping take care of a task that should really not be something that we all worry about as much as we have to.
0: So how do you see the future of laundry evolving
1: as a company we've kind of evolved you know as like any entrepreneur you you know you start small you you know you you're you're lean you try different things and you see what sticks and what works and i think for us we've seen tremendous growth and scaling our our service to different cities is definitely something that we like to do in the most efficient uh, way possible and uh, as you may know canada's got a lot we don't have a very very large population but we're spread over a very large country and so i think for us seeing how we can scale most efficiently and being lean is really important and i think to that end we've been doing an experiment where we're somewhat trying to shift more to being a marketplace where we're still building the technology have the reviews you know eventually build in loyalty into into the app but as opposed to running all the pickup deliveries ourselves which is harder as you scale having vendors who already have that existing capacity because most of the you know most of the partners we have work on a commercial basis as well and so they have an existing fleet of vehicles that handles these things and so for us it was it's more about how can we bring the technology to enable them to do a better job and kind of slowly withdraw from doing as much of the operations as we did I think if we didn't do all that in the beginning we wouldn't really appreciate the business but now that we've done it and our forte really lies in being a technology company as opposed to like running all the different moving pieces so for us it's like now we understand the process really well so how can we build a technology to make this a very stellar experience so vendors and customers can interact seamlessly with each other, regardless of where they are. And that would make coming into the U.S., for example, so much more easy.
0: Absolutely, Natasha. I think creating a platform or a marketplace, as you mentioned, uh, to facilitate these kinds of conversations, but ensure it's backed by the quality assurance and the the trust that Wandry provides. I think that's a great pivot for your company. And we wish you the very best in that endeavor. So tell us a little bit about you. I know Wandry it's evolving, and you have a great vision for it going forward. But were you always meant to be an entrepreneur? Walk us through your journey so far. When you look back, how does it feel?
1: So I'm someone who's I've always said I want to have my own business. I'm the daughter for serial entrepreneurs. I think part of it's in my blood that I always knew I would do my own thing. I did not quite think I would be disrupting the laundry industry, to be very honest. I thought maybe it would be something in financial services or something else. But anyways, I think I didn't have a very long tenure in corporate, and I think I learned a lot and definitely had some great experiences and clients that I I learned a lot through. And I was always focused at B2B which is so different from B2C and I think as a consumer my whole life I I probably took for granted how hard it is to run a B2C company because I feel like today's consumer wants everything now for free amazing on demand you know just the the wants are endless and I think um, I have an appreciation for retailers or, you know, any, any company that deals direct with consumer. But I think for me, I definitely, there's aspects of corporate, which I really loved, the structure and, you know, having that certainty. I think as an entrepreneur, um, no two days are the same. You know, it's it's extremely volatile. And, you know, it's it's equally very rewarding just because you do have the the ability to to create new things and do things and make a name for yourself, which I think is great. I think my experiences so far have helped me get to where I am, and it's it's hard to to go back now. I don't see myself ever being in a in a structured kind of corporate role again. Though there's definitely perks of perks of it, which you know are definitely nice to have, like a nice salary and all those other great things.
0: Right, the passion that you have to solve a challenge that each one of us face, right? It's like nobody can get away without laundry. So I'm so glad you, you're you focusing on making it more convenient and you know, affordable to a lot of people out there. What are your goals, uh, Natasha? What's next after laundry? Uh, I know you're passionate about a lot of things. So tell us what's in your mind for the next couple of years.
1: Well, I definitely think like I'm not a coder, but I think as having spent a, a good amount of years in technology, I think it's an, it's a really fascinating space. It's really interesting. And you can really solve any problem with technology. And I think that makes it just so much more available to so many different people. And I think for me, you know, when I think long-term, there's a lot of different things that I, I care about. Most notably, like I care about the environment a whole lot. You know, we've also thought about ways within Vaundry to think about, you know, clothing pollution is like, it's number 2 like in terms of toxic the amount of waste the fast fashion industry creates and so how can we maybe recycle fabric what are things we can do those are things that are have always been in my mind a little bit of a leap from where what we do today but definitely could be this could be a stepping stone to solving a much larger global problem uh, I'm also passionate about just writing, speaking, like helping people achieve their best. And so authoring a book is definitely on the radar at some point in time. I, I don't know if that may be the form of another business or, you know, I think depending on how how long we run with Vondry or if we have an exit in the next couple of years, those are definitely things to, to bear in mind. But um, I definitely think I will keep doing my own hustle and keep trying to change things in the world that I feel could be better.
0: That's very inspiring, Natasha. You know, it's not just one issue that you've solved, right? You're looking at what are the other factors that influence the industry that you're in and what best you can do to use your you know knowledge and passion to solve those other challenges as well. I'm quite sure I'll I'll be talking to you about the next few startups that you would have as a serial entrepreneur. Uh, I have no doubt about it in the next few years.
1: <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Hopefully I have the stamina to keep going.
0: <laughs> as a women entrepreneur when you're looking at What's next? What are some things that you can continue to hustle on? I'm quite sure that your energy levels and your enthusiasm to focus on sustainability or, you know, the other issues that the clothing industry has would go a very long way in springing into your mind a lot of more innovative ideas. So as far as the Canadian ecosystem, can you walk us through how does it feel being an entrepreneur in Canada How is it different from a cultural standpoint, from a digital innovation standpoint?
1: Canada is definitely at the forefront of a lot of innovation, namely Toronto. I think um, being based in the heart of downtown, there's a lot of activity here with AI, FinTech, like, you know, kind of all of the big trends in in the tech industry right now. There's, you know, we're home to a lot of the great companies uh, of our time. And I think that fosters a really great community. Of other entrepreneurs who you can lean on or learn from and I think just keep you going because as you know the the path of an entrepreneur is fairly lonely and I think having that support system is really important I don't think I could do this business in the middle of nowhere in a small town for example and I think um you know having those events um an ecosystem is great but in addition I think um Canada as a country is just um it's very open open open-minded you know kind of everything is possible we have a very very multicultural society and and part of that is just due to our leadership at a federal level Um, you know as they say like Canada's open and we really are and I think because of that we are attracting amazing talent and building companies really requires access to the best of talent and so that's that's definitely something that is great Um, and I think for as a you know as a woman entrepreneur there's always challenges for sure I think, you know, as much as I know a handful of female entrepreneurs, and I think, you know, everywhere, we're trying to bridge that that gap um, in terms of, you know, entrepreneurship and, and women in leadership positions, but I still think we have a long ways to go, especially when it comes to trying to attract capital for your business. Um, there's definitely still challenges there. And that being said, there are definitely a lot of initiatives from the government and from, you know, accelerators and other kinds of entities that want to help. Um, push women to be their best and achieve goals that previously maybe wouldn't be as attainable. But I still think that um, it's, it's still being, it's still very tough to be a woman in business.
0: <laughs> I know, but hey, your spearheading change through laundry and i think that'll inspire a lot of other women entrepreneurs across the globe to go for it right and so i'll just give you a word tell me the first thing that comes to your mind entrepreneur Tough. inspiration
1: Elon Musk.
0: favorite book
1: good to great
0: favorite fabric color given you deal with clothes Red. do you your own laundry yes or no yes what's one word you would use to describe yourself in your native language if you can tell our listeners what your native language is and then one word to describe yourself in that language
1: I would consider my native language to be English, but so that I'm not boring, um, I also speak Hindi fluently. So, Drita, which means perseverance. And I think for me, the steps I've taken and kind of where I'm still at, I think that would be the appropriate word.
0: It's been a wonderful conversation with you and I'm quite sure very inspiring for anybody who wants to hustle in the entrepreneur space. Until another episode with another interesting guest, Natasha, thanks so much for being with us.
1: Thank you.